Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Pooley Podcast View from the Vic. Um, special because Joe's down in London, um, ahead of the game this weekend at Wheelston. Um, hopefully this will go as well as, or better than the uh, our pre-match chat when the Wi-Fi was cutting in out. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's jump right into it then, Joe. We've not done one of these for a, a few weeks now. Um, let's just kind of have your view then, really, I guess, on kind of the season so far and the job Askey's been doing with the you know resources he's got on the injuries that they've had to contend with what's your assessment of the last couple of weeks for pools and and how things are looking and also they'll have one eye on those relegation spots i think they need to try and climb up the league pretty quick but yeah what's what's your take overall yeah that's the uh <laughs> that's the worry isn't it that you that we're talking about around relegation a potential relegation battle you know we're halfway through the season now so it's a uh, to pretty good ultimately so far this season it's just it hasn't been good enough has it you know you can't dress it up any other way 15th in the table um once and four of them came in the first three weeks of the season as well which kinds of it kind of tells you where the form has been for a long time now this isn't just something that's set in over a couple of weeks this is the majority of the campaign um you know i mean if, if you look at where they were the last time they were in this division, halfway in, I think the 13 points worse off. Goal scored are similar, but they've conceded 20 more goals than what uh, Dave Chandler's side did. And that, is, that has ultimately been where the, the problem has been all season. The defensive issues just have been, been rife from the get-go. They, they kind of keep clean sheets. Uh, and that hasn't just been this season that's been the back end of last season as well I think John Askey's only kept one clean sheet since he was appointed in probably nearing in on what 40 games any sort of success if you're conceding at the frequency with which they're conceding he's tried quite a few different remedies in terms of personnel at least I know there's some crap for the change of the system um, we saw that in one of the games earlier in the season I think it was the Ebsfleet game wasn't it where he sort of ripped everything up, made four or five changes, and then he had to revert the type because things were going drastically according to the game's plan within 20 minutes of that game. So the system has been as it is, or as it has been for sort of two years since Dave Chandler left, really, because that is the makeup of the players that have been in the squad since then. And I think John Askey mentioned it before, he, he referenced Dan Dodds in that why he hasn't really shifted his system much because he's used him as a third centre-back rather than a full-back. So he's left with that. But no matter who's gone in there in, in three central defensive roles, they just haven't been able to click. They haven't been able to keep clean sheets, you know, set pieces. It's It really is sort of hide behind this overtime every time any team gets a set piece. It's almost, you don't want to say it's a running joke because it's not, but even last week against Chesterfield, you were thinking that after a bright start, they could have gone 1-0 up. Chesterfield got a corner and they conceded from it. And that that is just absolutely typical of how the first half of the season's gone. And... Like I said at the, at the top of the show, there it's not gonna that that is not conducive to doing anything in any division if you're conceding that amount of goals. The fifteenth um, in the table, I think four points above the drop zone, nine away from the playoffs. It's it's quite galling to think about what's happening, to be honest. Um, and yet there is still hope that it can turn around because I I do think that the players in the squad I do think this squad is better than what the league table has shown at the minute. But at the, I mean, and they have obviously been handcuffed by injuries. You know, 
that is something that is you cannot get away from. I know we're probably all tired of hearing it, reading it, I'm tired of writing it. John Askey's certainly tired of saying it, but you, you cannot get away from the fact that the injuries that they've picked up throughout the season, but particularly at the start of the season, the three key ones, Dallas Mancini, Calvin Cook, were real, real big setbacks for them. And that's taken them a long time to long time to get over. So you hope that that's going to sort itself out in the new year. And if it doesn't, then, you know, they are going to be a legation battle throughout the throughout the second half of the season. Yeah, given... <clears throat> um, I'm loath to talk too much because your Wi-Fi's um, been holding up all right there, Joe, so I'll, um, I'll make my question <laughs> short. Um, given we, you know, 2024 is a matter of days away and we're clearly halfway through the season, have you seen enough improvements or any glimmer of hope over the last couple of weeks that this squad is good enough to... Um, Put, make a late run for the playoffs, or do you think it'll be mid-table? What's your kind of gut feeling at the minute, halfway through the season? Because obviously, you know, we've played a lot of games now, so the league table usually shakes out after ten or twelve games in terms of where most teams are going to sort of be. Is this where do you think expect pools to finish, or do you feel there is a real danger that they could get sucked into uh, get sucked into a relegation battle? Given also yeah. that there isn't a, there's no transfer window in the national league, so you know clubs can strengthen at different times. But January is coming up, and some clubs will be targeting league. Football league players. Yeah, it, it's interesting. Um, and again, a, a lot's going to depend on the injured players that come back. I think the, the worry is there's there's a big big reliance on Anthony Mancini, and you know, I think a couple of assists as well. All of a sudden, he's coming back from a real severe hamstring injury, and there's a lot of prep going to be on him. Um, as I said before, I, I do think that they can climb higher in the table. I, I do think the squad is better than what we're seeing at the moment um, because within the sort of bad run of form that there has been some misfortune as well. I mean, even the goal last week against Chesterfield, I think it took a deflection in large. Beyond that, I know Chesterfield did keep them at arm's length, but they didn't necessarily create anything clear-cut, you would say. Certainly not until the end when it became a little bit stretched. So the performances since certainly like Callum Cook's come back in have been a little bit better. Um, I think the York game was a was a real big barometer in that. That was the performance of the season for me. But then at the same time, you don't want to get carried away by just that performance because they've got to put it together on a consistent basis. They've got a pretty tricky Christmas period. You know, I think Wilson, they've only lost once at home. So that's not going to be easy down here tomorrow. Then you've got a doubleheader against Oldham who were a lot of people's favourites along with Chesterfield at the start of the season. So you're still kind of waiting to see if they're going to click into gear and move up the table. And then you're into the new year where all of a sudden you'll get, there's a couple of fixtures, I think Oxford City's in there, Ebsfleet, York. They then become real important fixtures where they've got to get points on the board because that will then tell us where they're going to be and if they're going to be in a relegation battle. If those games don't go according to plan, then you're going into February where I think Bromley, you play Bromley, Barnet, another side at the top of the division where you can really get sucked in. You know, we've seen it in League Two last year. Team Teams can get dropped, uh, pulled back into it. And, you know, four points is nothing, is it? Like, it could be down to a point tomorrow if, if things don't go their way. It, it's close. It, it is. It's too close for comfort. And it's it needs to be addressed, you know, because ultimately it isn't good enough. Um, I've said it quite a lot. Hartlepool at this level should always be competing to get out of it the right way, whether that's right or wrong to say that, whether there's an element of, I don't want to say arrogance, 
Vince, but you know, part of Hull are traditionally a football league club with certainly a lot of proud heritage in the football league. So when they're not in that division, they need to be competing to get back into it. And at the minute, they're a mile off. And that was the problem last week against Chesterfield because although it was a good, it was a decent performance, it was an improved performance. I think John Askey used the word committed, and I totally agree with that. At the same time, you could see how far away they were. Because Chesterfield, like they just did have, they just kept them at arm's length. They weren't really. You felt as though they could kick up a couple of gears, and they'd have won the game even if Hartlepool did get back into it. And that is a little bit of a worry that, yeah, we kind of given them plaudits for that, but there's a, there's a big sort of gap between where they where they are and where they need to be, and that's just the top of the table. I know Chesterfield are looking like they're going to run away with it, but the playoffs are now starting to there's starting to be that gap between the playoffs as well, and there's so many teams fighting for those spots. It's going to be difficult to to catch them if if they can't catch catch light at the minute and and get on a run of form. You know, Christmas is a good time to do that. Plenty of games in quick succession, as we all know. But yeah, it, it's going to be tough. They, they really need to start stringing some wins together. I think again, I said right at the start, they've won eight games and they've only won four of them since the opening month of the season, which kind of tells its own story. What's what's your thoughts on uh, John Askey, um, Joe? The job he's done, um, pressures he's faced this season whether he's had the right support from the club in terms of sort of budget and transfers last summer. Um, and do you think, I know he signed a long-term deal recently, but do you expect him to see out of the season? It's a tough one because what's obviously what's results will... longer your, your Wi-Fi or John Askey? <laughs> yeah. yeah, certainly hopefully Askey on that front. But it, it, results dictate, don't they? You know, if, if, all, if, they, if they can't, you know, if, if Christmas, if this Christmas period goes goes badly, and then you get into the new year and you have that Oxford City game, and then I think it's the FA Trophy tie again. Another, that'll be a game that they're expected to win. If all of a sudden you, you're still without a win, you, you're even closer, or possibly even in the relegation zone by that point. There's a big decision that needs to be made, and I, I'm a fan of John Askey. I think there's a lot of things that are kind of out of his control. Um, and I think a lot of fans appreciate that as well. But at the same time, he needs to be doing better as well. You know, the defensive record, there needs to be something. That, I know they're drilling it in on the training ground. We hear it week in, week out. There's only so much you can do. Ultimately, that it, it does come down on the manager. That That is just the way the football works. Um, to contradict that as well, the, at some point, the club needs stability. The, the way that it is, the way, the way the last 18 months have gone, you know, the amount of managers that we've had in that time, interim period as well, at some point you need a little bit of stability. Um, the long-term contract in August was a good start to that, but you know the, the run of form that they're in has seen managers lose the job at this club. But we've seen managers lose the job for a lot but yeah, less run of form, to be honest, than what, what we're getting at the minute. So it is a fine line. Um, I do think the mood in the camp is, is still good. I, th- I think the general consensus is that Askey is the right man for the job. Um, but like I say, results do dictate and, it, and it's a big period for them, especially with the players that are coming back. Like I say, Askey's mentioned it quite a lot, hopefully with the settled team and with the likes of Mancini, Tom Crawford coming back in as well soon, they can try and get an uniform because that over-reliance on them, if that doesn't happen, then you're kind of back to square one and you're going to have to scramble around in the window where we've seen how difficult that is anyway at this level, just getting short-term loans in for players either out of contract contract out of favour or inexperienced lads from divisions higher up higher up, uh, up the league. So yeah, it's tough. It is really tough. For me, I'd like to say I hope he does stay. I hope things do turn around. But 
it's a results driven business, isn't it? We've, we see that at every level. If, if, if they don't turn it around soon, then questions will start getting asked more frequently. You mentioned, you touched upon this a little bit, but um, just in terms of some of the players coming back, then obviously injuries have, you know, had a major impact on pools, given how bright the season, start of the season was. Um, Mancini's in particular had a really bad injury. I know he's going to be cautious personally in terms of his comeback, but hopefully not too far away. Um, like some Mancini, Hendry, Crawford, some flickers of hope for pools and John Askey over the coming weeks in terms of um, Cavalry being on the hill. You hope so. Um, and like we saw enough evidence in the first month of the season, the first six weeks of the season, to suggest that it can work. Because you were thinking, yeah, like, I think, what was it? It was the best start in over 30 years. You know, yeah. Five wins in seven games. It was at that point you were thinking, oh, you know, maybe they can uh, sink, and, uh, really, they can swim rather than sink, sorry, at, at this level. But it, like I said, it, the impact of them has been, you, you can't get away from it. The problem is, certainly with Mancini, that severity of that injury that is not an easy injury to come back from you know a hamstring hamstring problem of that sort of grade he's been out for so long it's going to be hard for him to get back up the speed that he was in in august um tom crawford he, he should come back in i think he's ahead of schedule he, he might even be back in next week for boxing day and he's having a pretty good season under the radar as well but yeah, it, it needs to start clicking into place, and there's a lot, like I said in the last in the last piece there, that there's a lot of there's a lot of demand on these players coming back in. You know, the likes of Luke Hendry, you, you expected more from him to be honest. Coming in, I, I think his first game when he came back in was the reverse fixture against Wilson back in September, and he was excellent that day. And you were kind of thinking, yeah, he's the exact kind of player and the the character that they need. But since then, it's all just kind of. I'm not obviously it's not all his problem, but you would have expected more from him, and that's across the board. You ask, you would have expected more from some of the players that he has been able to bring in from this level, and then with the injuries we've had to see players like Zach Johnson come in, who's done well in spells, but this is his first sort of sort of ex experience in senior football coming on from Sunderland, and then when you're in this situation where you you're not in form as a team, you know it's a tricky place to play at the Vic. At the best of times when things aren't going well, but particularly the standoff with the fans and the ownership and things like that, it's a hard situation for someone like him to come in and almost try and carry the team at 12, 18, 19 years old. And I think John Askey's referenced that in the last couple of weeks, hasn't he? When he's been able to field the same team, you know, that the defence is looking a little bit more settled, a little bit more experienced. Um, and again, that's something that he's going to have to hope works out. But in saying that, then you've got Kieran Brennan in there and Joe Maddock in there. And their loan deals expire in, in the next couple of weeks because they're only short term. So that is kind of where we're working at. There's no, there's no sort of stability there, is there, within the team selection and going forward. It's very much kind of a week to week basis, which again doesn't help or contribute to having a successful season. Really, just before we come on to your kind of views over the festive period with uh, Wilston on Saturday away, you're um, obviously down there for the Hartlepool Mail. Um, this weekend and then there's the back to back as they're doing the National League against against Oldham. Just um I know there hasn't or isn't really much of a takeover update at the minute, but is um do you think there's any hope of that in the coming months? Obviously, you know, the host were putting out statements a few weeks back. Um you can just kind of give your kind of overall flavour of the current situation at pools in terms of the ownership and whether pools have anything to look forward to in twenty twenty four, pools fans. 
<laughs> you hope that it's going to be better than what 2023 has been. It's been a long year, hasn't it, for Hartlepool? Um, the ownership, it's got to be resolved, really. I think we've, we've reached that. We've reached a stage now where we kind of in the end game of Rashing's tenure. I think he would probably accept that. And it look, it feels as though the majority of the fan base have accepted that as well. That That's where we've angled the wards over the last six months since the relegation. You know, you touched on it there, the stuff from the supporters trust, they're obviously out actively trying to bring investors in and, and things like that. It, it needs to reach its conclusion, certainly by the end of the season, but if not before then. I've said it a couple of times that it's a little worrying that the sort of they came out in terms of the chairman would fund the club only in the short term. We still don't know how long that short term is. Um, and as much as we talk about injuries and confidence and loss of form and things like that, and I know John Askey's battered it away when he has been asked, you've got to think this plays on the mind at some point. At some point down the line, this has to play on the minds, you know. It has to be worried about what, what next or how long does it go on like this. And I do think they are questions that do need to be answered so soon, to be honest, you know, because like I say, how long is that short term? Is it until the new year? Is it until February? Is it until the end of the season? Is it an indefinite? You know what I mean? It, it It's tough. Yeah. Um, so that it needs resolving the other. The, the worrying aspect is if it gets to the end of the season and then that that is it, if there's no one then to come in, what next? You know, it almost doesn't bear thinking about at that point. Um, so you hope that the trusted been able to have been successful in who they're speaking to and some more developments on that in the new year. Um, like I say, it, it can't be easy for, for Askey to, to try and negotiate his way through that because then he's still having to try and bring players in. You know, he said last week, didn't he, that there's plans in place in January. I know there's not a window, but obviously football league clubs can operate and they'll then know who's in and out of their squads come the end of the month. So there'll be some movement with that in terms of loans. The lads that I mentioned who are on short-term deals that are going to be expiring soon, there'll be decisions need to be made on them. And all of this, just, it, that kind of filters into the ownership stuff because in that short-term period, it, is the funding included in that? You don't know. Um, and then, it, it, you, you know, I'm going on, on a bit of a tangent here, but then further down the line, you could, they might be sitting there thinking, will it get to the point where wages and finances and things like that become an issue? There's absolutely no suggestion whatsoever that that is going to be the case and it hasn't been the case. You have to think you're only human if you're not thinking those things, in my opinion. Um so it's a it's a difficult one and it's just something that hasn't helped the club at all, to be honest, over the last six months. Um and the sooner that, that can be resolved, you would like to think that the club can can move on and start building blocks in place to improve. Yeah, hopefully so. Uh, obviously a lot of rumors around American investment and local consortiums and all these sort of things, but um hopefully there'll be some positive news soon on that front. We'd love to ask the club themselves, but we're still banned here with the Hartlepool Mail, so hopefully that'll also be resolved in 2024. It's the top of our Christmas wish list anyway, isn't it, Joe? But we'll um, we'll not touch upon that again today. Um just finally then looking ahead to the Christmas week. Three games, as you say, as I say, playing Oldham twice. Um Ideally, three uh, three wins, nine points would be great. Unlikely, given the current form. What would what would you take for the next? Uh, three <laughs> yeah, <at all? laughs> yeah. I mean, seasons can can turn quite a lot. We saw it, it threatened to last last year, didn't it? There was a bit of an upturn in form under Keith Curl, where they went and won at Crawley, they won at Rochdale. You know, there was a little bit, of, and you could see how that lifted people. So I know it obviously didn't work out, but. It can, it can lift people in, in the interim and then going into the new year with 
a little bit of a more favourable fixture list on paper. And then the cup run and things like that. If you were to win that against Hampton, you know, you're into the fifth round, then all of a sudden you're close to the latter stage of that competition as well. Um, so it's a big period, without a doubt. They've, they've got to get a win. You know, it's been a couple of weeks now that they've gone without a win in the league. Um, a couple of, you know, there was a heavy defeat to Bromley as well. So they need to try and get on a, on a run. Um, like I say, tomorrow's going to be tough, though. It's a difficult place to come. And then you've got back-to-back fixtures with with all of them who, again, you know, I mean, the home form has been a big problem. So that's something else that they need to sort out next year. For as good as ASCII started at home, I think he only lost one of his first seven or eight uh, league games at home. And then they haven't won in, what, uh, six, I think, is it? Or only won one in six, uh, sorry, at home since. So... They've got to improve that and then obviously the return leg at Oldham, which is a difficult place to go at the best time. So it's a tough run. It's a tough festive period, but it's one of them where if you can get on a run, if you can get some a positive result tomorrow, you can take yourself into next week and hopefully build on it. They've got to be looking for, for two wins, really, for me to, to try. And if they're serious about trying to get into the playoffs, they need to start cutting into that gap. And they're only going to do that by winning games. Um they always say that players always say that they like this time of year because it's just games after games rather than training. Hopefully they can uh, they can produce the goods. Good stuff. Thank you as ever, Joe. Um, it would be remiss of me not to mention that this will be Joe's last um, Poody podcast, View from the Vic. We'll have to get a new graphic. Um, as Joe departs us for bigger and better things, if there's such a thing after the Hartlepool Mail. Um, Joe's done a sterling effort over the last two years or so, two and a half years, I think, in total covering pools, including the playoff um promotion season previously um and yeah obviously the last six months has been pretty difficult with the situation with the club but um joe's done a sterling job and i'm sure all male readers and pools fans will um join me in wishing him and you well joe for your next next venture keep in touch you're always welcome at the vic even if you can't get in at the minute you can always just peer through the gates um (laughs) and uh yeah hopefully you end your tenure at the mail with uh three points away at wheelston tomorrow but, uh, yeah it's been a pleasure so thanks for everything joe no thank you and uh just thanks again and i'll put out on my social media last night thanks again to everyone who's read and engaged with me over the last couple of years and I, I've, there's been quite a lot of nice messages coming to me as well which is really appreciated and yeah it'd be nice to sign off with a win tomorrow uh we can all celebrate christmas with three points so yeah and i'm looking forward to watching from afar and hopefully the club can enjoy some success over the next couple of months and, and years to come Good stuff. Thanks, Joe. Um, as ever, continue to log on to the Hartlepool Mail website for the latest Hartlepool United news. Uh, paper editions obviously out every Thursday. And, um, and yeah, we'll hopefully uh, have a successful festive period on the pitch for pools. And we'd like to wish everyone a very happy Christmas. Thanks all.